When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up? It is the CBC Wisdom Hour number 112 for October 27th, 2020. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. Tony B coming to you from NJ. What's happening? Yes. You got your new board. You got your new board. Well, I have a loaner board. Oh, I thought it was yours. No, it's a Tascam. It's actually a recording board. It's it's only four channel, but it's meant to uh, you plug it in via FireWire to your computer, uh-huh. and it is an, is the in, is a recording interface. Oh, I see. But okay. yes, it, it also. I mean, it's very limited in what it has because. I guess the intent is you access all of the stuff on the screen, you know, for the EQ and your various sends and and other things of that nature. So it's very limited in what it has. Like there's no EQ on it. There's no, uh, you know, it just has monitor left and right out. But then it has MIDI in and out. It has, you know, RCA in and out. It's got a bunch of different stuff on it. Well, but it's very, it's very complex. Like it doesn't look like a regular mixer. It's got like a, a a wheel on it, like a dial wheel and all kinds of uh, parameter settings and, it's meant to control software, but it will work, and it is working. So that is good. It is working. All that matters to me is that I can hear you. I can hear you clearly with no uh, crazy noises. And yes, no is, background interference. And that is the case right now, so good to go. Excellent. Uh, uh, Loud and clear, brother. Yes. Um, this is going to be a crazy week. Is crazy I'm week? Saying. And I'm going to go back to Sunday starting Yes, let's recap. Sunday would be starting the week, and then Saturday would be ending the week. Some some people consider the week to start on Sunday and end on Saturday. As opposed to like, Monday to Sunday. Yeah, like on the calendar. When you look at a calendar, the week kind of starts on Sunday and goes to Saturday. Yeah. So, crazy week. I'm going to predict that going forward is going to be crazy, um, but... Starting on Sunday, a little crazy, not too crazy, but kind of a a, uh, a precursor of things to come. <laughs> Let's put it okay, so that way. Please do tell okay. Steve Witchell. Well, Sunday I had my gig, my first gig in seven months. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yes, it was an outdoor vi- uh, gig. It was at a venue called Southport Music Hall, Southport Music Hall which is a pretty big venue inside. And I didn't know what to, we talked about this last week. I didn't know what to expect going, going there, what the outside was going to be like. Uh, but it was a relatively small area. Um, the stage was a decent size, you know, could fit, fit all of us, six of us up there comfortably. Um, and, uh, some tables set up about, four or five tables set up and then just kind of a bigger area in the middle for people to to wander about and then an opening to the inside uh like kind of sliding doors that were wide open 
that you go inside to the bar and get yourself a tasty adult beverage or a non-tasty adult beverage, whichever you prefer. Um, or a tasty non-adult beverage. Yeah, that too. Or a non-tasty non-adult beverage. There you go. So you have four options, basically. All, all those on the menu. Uh, yes. So I, my... But hang on, back up one second. So band was outside. Was there a tent or was it open air? There was no tent, open air. We were not okay. covered. No, wow. No coverage whatsoever. Bold move. Yeah, I agreed. Um, but the weather forecast was uh, clear. It was absolutely gorgeous. It was high, upper 70s, uh, completely blue skies, and uh, a beautiful, beautiful day. A very light wind, beautiful day to be playing outdoors. Yeah, uh, nice outdoor gig weather. Yeah, and we started at 5, and uh, uh, we were scheduled to go to 8, which we basically did. Um, had... Uh, Immediately welcomed by people, sound guys that were working on stuff, and they were very friendly, and uh, and I I always appreciate that, uh, and I, I'm sure sound professionals do appreciate it the other way around too when musicians are are very friendly coming in, but uh, as soon as they saw me, you know, one guy came up and shook my hand and uh, introduced himself, and he, he he said, "There's some waters over there for you if you want anything." And then another guy came up, and he was all smiles, and he's setting up, and he, you know, asked me a couple questions, and, and uh, you know, he set up my, uh, got my DI for for the for the bass, and uh, set up my mic, and and I really like there were three guys I think that were working on sound, and they were all really cool, and uh, that that kind of right off the bat that makes it it makes you feel good, just going into a new place. Um, so I'm hearing creaking. You need some WD-40 on that chair. No, no, my wire was falling out of the board. Oh. <laughs> okay. Did you miss everything I said? No, no, I heard everything you said. Okay. Smiley um, guy came up. Everybody's yes. happy. Yes. Happy. Got good, it. good, friendly people. Professional. Um, so we did our. We each did our little sound checks, and then we did a uh, a sound check. Uh, two songs. We did sound check, and there were a bunch of people there already. Uh, in the in the audience, uh, I'd say probably about a dozen people there already, friends mostly, um, and uh, yeah, there's definitely some creaking. Like whatever. Yeah, it should be it should be gone now. <laughs> no, I hear it. It's like right now. Not right now. Okay, because nothing's moving, so you shouldn't hear anything. No, but when you move, I hear it. Right there. <laughs> uh-huh. Some I got I to WD my chair here. WD-40 that thing. Um, so we did two songs, full songs, uh, sound check, one with Tracy Singer, one with Sonny Singer. And, uh, you know, we had the band, the full band, the, the Bourbon Street Crazy Corner Band. Yeah, Beast of Bourbon, baby. Beast of Bourbon. Now, I, I was, my curiosity mostly was going to be about the whole social distancing thing and mask wearing thing. How was it going to be at this gig? Right. Um, and uh, they had stanchions set up in front of the stage. Uh, so separating from the stanchion to the stage was about eh, two and a half, three feet. Um, so, you know, in, in order for it, that would normally not be like that. And I think it's because of, you know, COVID that they had that set up. However, uh, while some people did have masks kind of around their ears and then on their chin or, or right. on their neck, really basically nobody was wearing a mask. No masks? Nobody. Um, the only people that wow. I saw really wearing masks uh, for, for most of the time were the bartenders inside. And I asked them about that specifically. Like, do you guys have to wear a mask? And they said, yeah, yeah, we you know, work in here. We have to. Uh-huh. And there were three bartenders there, all wearing masks. And and I did occasionally see them through the course of the night, too, kind of pulling their masks down every once in a while. <laughs> that chair is crazy, dude. If you hear it loud. Yeah, I'm trying to move it so it won't make any noise. And and thus, you're making noise. By but it's amazing that you can hear that over the mic. Yeah, well, apparently you have a good, uh, good yeah, mic. Yeah, I have now. a good mic. Yeah. Um, so... I, you so know, let me ask you a question. When you rolled up and you were talking with sound guys and stuff, were any of those guys wearing masks? No. Negative. Negative. Okay. Wow. 
So, I mean, I brought a mask with me, and, you know, I just kind of, again, we've talked about this. I'm not really afraid of it, and I, I, it, even if I did catch COVID, I'm not around anybody else that I would give it to. Right. You know, I, like I don't have any grandparents or parents or anybody that's living. Um, and, you know, I'm just, I'm just basically never around people. Um, so I, I, I'm not afraid of catching it myself. I think I'd be fine. Um, so, you know, I just didn't wear a mask. And I, I was out talking to people before we played. And a bunch of our friends came, which was really cool. People, musicians from around the area. Uh, musicians that I've worked with and that I that I have a lot of respect for, too, uh, were, showed up and, and hung out for, for, for the duration of the, the show. Um, Mask-free as well. Mask-free as well. Everybody, yeah, there was nobody basically wearing a mask. Um, and, uh, that was cool. It was even a little intimidating cause I'm like, I was still a little, a little tiny bit nervous, like, cause I haven't played a gig in seven months, you know, and I'm like, uh, you know, like I, I was, I was getting, once those people showed up, I'm like, oh boy, I, I better be good, man. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna, I hope, <laughs> I hope I don't suck. And then during the course of the show, people were, a lot of people were filming, on their phones and stuff. Right, I'm like, right. oh boy, this is gonna go out on the internet and stuff. But oh, yeah. but um, I'm happy to report that I was able to play bass pain free. I was able to play just as well as I was able to play when we stopped playing seven months ago. And and I would even dare to say I played a little better than than nice. I, yeah. Um, I was uh, I was really feeling it. I was really feeling the music. I was really feeling the joy of playing my instrument of playing a bass guitar and 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 I was approaching things a little bit differently some things a little bit differently than I would normally have because you know you start you playing those songs you're playing four nights a week one night after next and you tend to get into a into a groove a rhythm of of playing things a certain way and now having seven months not played them you know I kind of approach things some things a little differently and um and it felt sure, good. Fresh, it's fresh set of eyes on it, you know. Yeah, and it felt really good. My tone was fantastic, and and Sonny, the male singer, uh, stands right next to me to my right on stage, and he said it probably four or five times during the course of the night. Like, dude, your tone is so great. You like you sound so great, and you're playing really good. Um, so that really excellent. Yeah, yeah. So that really boosted my confidence. And there's a bunch. As if there was ever any doubt, Steve. Well, you know how it is with musicians. You know, we all doubt ourselves all the time, or at least I do. You know, um, and especially you know with this injury. But I, I didn't have any pain whatsoever. And um, that and is fantastic news. That's great. Really is. Uh, and uh, and my physical therapist, her name is Becky. She's uh, she's really a great girl she's a fantastic girl um she's she's done a really great job with my rehab um and i just really like her as a person um and i've gotten to know her you know fairly well now seeing her three times a week for a couple of months and she had told me early on in in the rehab she said the first time you go play back go back and play i'm gonna come see you and i i didn't even ask her she just volunteered that and then i told her you know last week you know i'm gonna put going to be playing something and she said uh, I'm going to come and she she FaceTimed her mom while I was I was with her uh, while I was at the the, uh, the oh uh, so she came to the gig so I was at the thing and she said I'm going to get my mom to to, uh, to watch my kids and yes yeah, she did show up and in fact she showed up with her mom so her her kids were being watched by her stepfather um, and uh, she didn't stay the whole time but she showed up probably 15 or 20 minutes into uh, us starting I saw her walk in and she kind of hung around the back and you know she had a drink or two um, cool and uh, I, I yeah and uh, went and talked to her on break the whole time and uh, she said she said I'm really curious to see how sore you're going to be tomorrow because the next <laughs> next next day Monday which was yesterday I had to go in physical therapy yesterday morning and uh, I wasn't I really was, I, I mean, I was a little, a little bit of pain, but no more than usual. Um, you know, I wasn't feeling any extra soreness from playing bass. So, sure. so I guess all those years, dude, of just being conditioned um, to play, 
you know, how I've conditioned my, my muscles and, and all that um, have, have done me well, have served me well for this, this injury, for surviving this whole injury um, and getting past it. So, so yeah, I, I, think I, I think I was really having sleep issues for the last couple of weeks, and I think subconsciously at least, because I know it wasn't conscious, but I think subconsciously I was, I was definitely nervous about being about able the to, gig. Yeah, just being able to go back and perform and play bass. You know, after right, right, breaking my friggin' elbow. Um, but yeah, it it all uh, it all went well, and uh, and Tracy was delighted. Uh, she was very psyched to have her band back, and everybody sounded great. And uh, uh, I was a little if any if I was rusty on anything, it was vocals. Um, I was uh, like I sang uh, Lagrange by ZZ Top. That's one of the ones I do, and I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I forgot the words to the second verse completely, <laughs> and I just made him up. I, oh yeah, and uh, and then then starts kind of singing the first verse again. There's two verses in that song. That's the only lyrics on that song, and I forgot the second verse, and it's on video too, which is fantastic. <laughs> Because look what a great ad living job this guy did. Yeah, not really. But I listened back to some of the video that was shot, and and it's cool hearing what Sonny was hearing with the bass tone. Because I was like, wow, it really, it really did sound good, my bass tone. Um, so I'm I'm happy that I got that on video. Yeah. That somebody took it on video. Interesting that it's, it's, you know, like with anything, it sounds so much different out front, you know. Yeah, I mean, I thought it sounded good to me on stage too, but there's a difference when you're not playing, listening back, and, and then yeah, hearing the the front of house mix in in how you perceive that tone. Oh yeah, I remember years ago we played at uh, the Brigada, right down in AC, and the, they had um, I'm sorry, not Brigada, Revel. And they have this gigantic room, this ballroom, you know, probably holds like 500 people, you know, and the stage is up a set of stairs. So the stage is probably 12 feet above the dance floor. And it's a full size concert venue, you know. So when we load it in, the guy's like, yeah, the freight elevator's back there. And you go and dude, when the freight elevator opened up, it was like the size of a tractor trailer inside. Oh, wow. And then it took you up to, you know the eighth floor or whatever the venue was, and then it opened right on the stage. Oh, cool. That's so you go up, but long story short, so they had full-blown, you know, professional sound system, right? And I had the Gretsch kit <clears throat> with me on, on that gig. And long story short, like, we're sound checking, and it sounds great. Like you said, from where I'm sitting, you know, I can hear it. It sounds really good, you know? Mm-hmm. So the sound guy comes up, and he's like, dude, he's like, you have to, he's like, I'm a drummer. He's like, would you mind if I played your kit and you went out front? Because you have to hear what these drums sound like right 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 and i was like yeah cool man no doubt and i went out front and he played the kit and i got to listen to them from out front and yeah big difference but he was right man i mean they just sounded unbelievable you know yeah i always like that being able to hear my tone like have another especially at a gig a live gig while it's going having another person play bass and then to go out front and hear the tone but i always also consider that the tone is going to be a little different based on who's playing it Right, you know, especially a, like a bass or a guitar, uh, but I imagine for drums, yeah, definitely. Oh, drums, definitely especially for... drums, because you know how you hit it, right? The, the attack on and the the you know, like you said, the guy was a drummer, so it sounded good, you know. But right. I've had right. you know gigs where we played Weisenheimers and someone sat behind the kit that was a non-drummer and it didn't sound anything even close, you know. Well, yeah, a non-drummer doesn't know how to hit the drums. Correct, and they're hitting it, but they're not really hitting it, you know. Like me, like I, I did a. <laughs> This is years ago. I was in I was in Jersey. This is probably about ten years ago, and uh, uh, it was when we were getting ready for a, a mini tour with Jared. And I was we were in the studio, and and uh, I sat behind the kit, and the drummer's in the booth, and he's just trying to sound check everything. And he's like, you know, telling me to hit the snare, and like, so I'm hitting the snare, and and he goes, you know, you could hit the rim rim shot too, and I'm like, what? Like I didn't realize, right, right, that when you when a drummer's hitting the snare, that that part of the stick is hitting that rim too. Sometimes, 
Not yeah. all the time. Yeah. And then from then on, I kind of noticed it with drummers doing that. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Like, I, I, I would love to play drums. I've said that before, but I, yeah. I don't think I, I'm ever going to be able to now because of my arm. But, um, but yeah. you know what's interesting? Like you said, with the volume, like, you know, like my youngest son, Cole, is playing bass, you know, and he's been studying a lot of different players and stuff. And the, the one thing he said he noticed most about Getty Lee when he plays is that he plays really hard. Like, right. he digs into the strings, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like, he really is, you know, digging into them hard, you know? And I noticed that, like I said, with, uh, you know, Joe Bergamini had told me when he was doing the thing with Neil and he was behind him on the stage and they were sound checking and he got to stand behind the kit when Neil was playing it. He said, you can't even begin to imagine how hard he was hitting the drums. Right. Like, he said he was hitting the drums, like, as hard as he could hit them all the time. Like full force. Wow. Yeah. Um, so it's, it does make a big difference. You know, I think we talked yeah, about that too with the Rick Beato with the trying to get the Van Halen snare sound. Right, right. And he duplicated everything, but he, he got to like 98% because he said he couldn't duplicate, no matter who played it, he couldn't duplicate the way that Alex hits it. Right. You know, that's the touch, right? That's, that's what makes the musicians unique, right? If it's you play the, the bass, I play the bass, and this guy plays the bass, that no one's going to sound the same. Yeah. yeah you well, have your own touch, your own feel. Yeah, when I was first starting to play bass, I was really into Steve Harris of Iron Maiden, and I was learning Maiden songs. And I was try the way I would play is I would with my I always played with my fingers, and I would kind of slap down on the string to get that clicky sound that that Harris had. Right. Um, as I played, and I did that. I played that way for for probably a few years um, until I kind of adjusted pick up instead and not get that click. I think when I first started like working in the studio, that's where I was like, Oh, I can't, I can't like click down all the time. I have to pick up, you know, so you don't get that. Right. Click sound. But you know, over the years then I learned how to mix and match both. And do it. Oh yeah. And we all develop our styles, you know, as we progress as, as musicians and people, right. Over the course of years. So, yes. Um, all right. So, so overall, very successful gig, and uh, I was very happy with with everything. So very good. Um, onward. So yes, that was the beginning of the week. The beginning of the week, I, I, as far as like kind of crazy week, the only the thing I think about that was crazy is the fact that these these COVID cases are increasing according to you know the news and and whatever, oh, yeah. and they're going higher than they were and higher than in April, and. <clears throat> And then, and yet nobody's wearing masks outside. So that's what I think is crazy about it. Um, well, I think people get the impression that they're outside, so they don't need to wear a mask. Right. Right. They think they're safe. You know? Well, that's part of it. And another part of it is that people, especially here, red state, a lot of people just don't buy into the, the fact that it, there's a virus at all. They think it's just, it's there's no virus. Yeah. And uh, and they just refuse to buy into it, and they're they're going to live their lives normally, and, and that's it. So okay, so tomorrow we're getting a hurricane. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's supposed to Hur- hit Hurricane Zeta, and, and this is going to be the fifth, I think, landfall in Louisiana this hurricane season, which either ties a record or is a record. And this time, you know, the other times. It, it, Early on, it seemed like it might come towards us, and then it didn't. It went west or east. Uh, but this one seems like we're going to get hit. Uh, but it's not crazy severe. It's a, it's a, a tropical, tropical storm now, and it's projected to be a Category 1 when it makes landfall tomorrow night, tomorrow evening, um, and it's a fast mover. So it's by, by late tomorrow night, it'll be gone. So that's good because the biggest problem with hurricanes here is the, the water is just the rainfall. If you get a lot of rainfall, right, things start to flood. Things flood very quickly here, in just a in a rainstorm, just in a you know heavy downpour. Um, so that's that's the biggest concern here. So I'm not worried about it really, um, but you know it still might throw a wrench in some things. You know power might go out, whatever. Uh, but but I have a very busy day tomorrow. I have doctor's appointment. Where I have to get X-rays and determine if I'm gonna need another surgery, because um, I have bone spurs, apparently. 
uh, then I have, uh. then right after that I have physical therapy and then, uh, just come home, get ready for the hurricane uh, at, at six o'clock central time. I do the zoom call that I've been doing now once a week. I've done, I've done it twice so far, but I, I don't know if I've told you about it, but if I have, I'll, I'll just recap. I was invited, uh, by, uh, on cover band central. I was invited by this guy who, he said, uh, a bunch of, um, uh, band leaders and, and uh, booking agents and stuff. We all do the Zoom once a week, and it's about 40 or 50 people that get invited. Not everybody shows up every week, but I, I'd like to invite you because, you know, you have probably a lot to add to this with Government Central and stuff. So I did it the first week, and the guy, his guy's name is Ray, and uh, he was very cool, very friendly, kind of int- introduced me to everybody and told me what, what uh, told them what I was about and asked me a couple questions, and then other people asked me a couple questions. Which was cool. Uh, and then uh, the following week, I showed up just for a little bit, and then I was I was too tired, and I just bailed. And then the, the week after that, I missed, and then I, I attended it last week. And I didn't really say much. I was listening. And these guys are all, like, like serious band leaders, like, like big bands that get, you know, do the big gigs, make a lot of money, and play, sure. play often. Um, and they're all from the uh, East Coast, uh, more south than you. They're they're uh, like Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina area. Okay. All all very much close to the coast too, because one guy plays in what they call a beach band down there, and a, a beach band isn't like Beach Boys or anything like that. It's just it's kind of a a genre there, like a mini genre. Um, but it's a big band. You know, you're talking about a ten piece or twelve piece band. Sure. And uh, but they play like, you know, hundreds of gigs a year. And I can't off the top of my head remember the name of it, but I went to check them out. Very good. So one of the guys is is that. Um, one of the girls there that was there last week is uh, uh, Heather Hayes is her name, and she is the daughter of Isaac Hayes. Ah. Uh, yes, the singer Isaac Hayes. Grammy Award winner, chef on South Park, Isaac Hayes. Um, and I was just listening. They all had a lot of cool, interesting things to say, but a lot of the discussion was around the mask wearing and, and how they're getting around getting gigs and, and doing things safely with COVID. And they are very, very much, and, and you know, they're all have like kind of Southern accents like, and when I first, and shame on me for this, but when I first went in and I heard the way, just heard their accents, all of them, I'm thinking, uh Oh, these guys are, they're probably Trumpers. They're probably, uh, you know, and, you know, I, I it's not that I, I can't get along with those people. I certainly can, and I can certainly learn things from them, uh, but it's just not, especially now in this heavy-duty election next week political climate thing, and some people are hardcore with it. So, But sure. But it, it turns out that it's never really been discussed there, but I get the impression that they're not, and they're very much into the safety, practicing safety, with their band members, with their gigs, with the people who they're playing for. Um, they don't, they're erring on the side of caution for sure, uh, the way they're handling this. And I was really very impressed with that because, the, the, you know, they're being very responsible and the, as they should be with, with gigs of that, you know, that size and that magnitude and that, and that quantity and, and how much these guys really rely on this for their, for their living, you know. That's sure, and if one or two people in the band get sick, you're going to be down for right. two weeks, and she needs no gigs. Right, and they're really trying to abide by guidelines. Some are in Georgia too, like uh, that girl Heather Hayes is in Georgia, uh, but that general area of the United States. Um, but they all think it's it's you know it's the real deal. There is this virus, and people are dying, and and you got to be careful. You can't get sick, and right. uh, and they're covering themselves insurance wise and and everything. Uh, and making sure that the venues are insured properly and just like all I'm learning a lot just by listening to these guys. And, and I'm, I'm happy about that. Maybe we can get uh, Ray here on the podcast one week. Um, cool. Uh, yeah. He's a good guy, knowledgeable and, and is very friendly, has a lot to say. So uh, I'd like to have him on here. Um, so it's it, so it's interesting just seeing the difference in that dynamic of me going and playing this gig where nobody's wearing a mask and nobody gives a shit, a shit. And, and these guys who are just completely taking it the other way. So, so Wednesday, tomorrow 
I have my two appointments and then I'll do the Zoom call with them. And uh, then uh, I do a, a, a Skype with my buddy Jeff in uh, in L.A. on Wednesday nights. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, hurricanes coming in. So so tomorrow should be an active day. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, you'll have your hands full. you got a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. So, but here's the big thing, and i got to take a drink before I say this. Uh-oh. Because it's a lot. Um, I got, or I should say, we in the band, Be Suburban, got a text yesterday from Tracy saying that uh, the uh, manager of Crazy Corner, who also manages about five or six other clubs on Bourbon Street, wants us to play this weekend at Crazy Corner. Really? Really. Um on Friday and Saturday, earlier than we would play, six o'clock to ten o'clock, and she's all excited. She's like, "That's like six sets. We can do this, and and we're gonna get paid what we were normally getting paid, which I'm very happy about. Um, I'm happy they did, they didn't try to shortchange us, right? And uh, so it would be just uh, like it was basically, but just not as much playing, um. And but here's the thing, we're not allowed to. In, that was my question. Clubs are not open, right? That's correct. They went to New Orleans. Went to uh, uh, phase three point two on October thirteenth, a couple of weeks ago. And I'm going to read to you what phase three point two says here. What the guidelines are. Uh, at least for things that are, are relevant to, to what I'm doing here. Um, well, I, I mean, I'll read a couple of these things. Masks are required in public. Uh, it just says that flat out. Masks are, are required in public. Um, and there is a stipulation that if you are found without a mask, it, it can be up to a $500 fine. Now, when you're out and about, you know, do you see people wearing masks? The only out and about I really do is I go to physical therapy and everybody's wearing masks there. Um, and I go to Walmart or, or one of the other supermarkets. And, yeah, everybody's wearing masks now. Okay. Well, that's good. And it's been that way for a while. Yeah. Sure. I mean, there's, there's, at Walmart at least, there's an armed officer, which normally there would be anyway, but standing out out front, and, and if you're if you walk in with them without a mask, you're you're not allowed in. Right. Um. So okay. So that's part one, part of three point two. Um. Uh, it just says basically about social distancing. All activities allowed in phase three must include strict social distancing. Um, businesses, residents, and visitors should ensure six feet distance between groups of people who do not live together. <clears throat> okay. So will you guys have to wear masks while you're on stage? I doubt we're going to. I mean, I'll bring a mask, and if if I'm expected to bring a mask, I will, I will wear it, I will. Um, I, I'm, not, I, I'm cool with it. Um, and I told I, your buddy of mine gigged up here with his brother doing a duo, and they, they the venue made them wear masks while they performed. Yeah, yeah, no exception. I don't see that happening. To tell you the truth, I I, I mean, okay, I, I I don't know, but I I just don't see that happening anyway. Um, so it says okay, yeah, six feet apart, blah blah blah. Indoor ga- social gatherings. This says about just generally gathering sizes. Indoor social gatherings are limited to 50 people. Um, outdoor so- social gatherings are limited to 100 people. Masks and social distancing required. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, gatherings not, not at a permitted special event venue must obtain a special event permit from the city. Okay, that's just about gathering sizes. But here, let's get into the specifics. Live entertainment and special events. This is what it says. These are the guidelines on the uh, NOLA.gov Page phase two, 3.2 overview. And this is what it says about live entertainment and special events. 
Indoor live entertainment only allowed with a special event permit. So, right off the bat, I don't know if they have a permit. And I would imagine that they would have gotten one or else they wouldn't take this step to have a band. I would think so because wouldn't you think that after a short amount of time someone's going to come and shut it down? Yes. Because there's police presence on... on That's what I mean. So cops driving by, hears the music, he's definitely going to walk in and be like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, Again, and this is the current... These are the current guidelines and uh, definitely officially current guidelines. Next thing says singing karaoke and windblown instruments are prohibited indoors ah so singing we kind of have to sing yeah uh and i do not i cannot see tracy singing with a mask on i mean she could and people she would still sound fine but i don't think she would do it i don't think she'd be comfortable with it uh i she's She's in the camp of this is not a real thing and, you know, let's just open everything. Yeah, but she may be forced to if it's part of the permit. Correct. This we don't We do not know yet. Right. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, outdoor live entertainment is only allowed with a special event permit. Uh, so outdoor, indoor, same thing. We would be indoors for this. Right. Um, and then it goes on to say about the permits, uh, what you need, how you need to submit them, and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> alcoholic beverages. Now, mind you, this is a business that its only source of revenue is sales at the bar. Alcoholic right. sales. That's the only way it makes money. Unless it's char- they're charging a, a fee at the door, which is possible, but they generally only do that when it's super, super busy, when it's like Mardi Gras and it's New Year's Eve. Um, but it's Halloween and Halloween here is super busy. It is one of the biggest, you know, events here in New Orleans. Are you guys playing in costume? Uh, we were probably playing costume. Yes. Right. Um, so I, I'm, I'm thinking that's why they're doing this. They're like, uh, uh-uh, we're not missing out on this huge Oh, thing. sure. Because it is going to be busy, busy, busy night. Yeah, because people have been coming out. People have been coming to New Orleans. People have been traveling to New Orleans and, and coming out and even walking up and down Bourbon Street, even though nothing's open. Uh, there's to-go drinks. You can get to-go drinks. So people can get drinks and just kind of walk around and sightsee a little bit. But you can't. Sure. You know, there's no live music playing. You can't go into clubs. Um, so nowhere. Not one club has had bands yet. Correct. So you guys will be the pioneers on the strip. Yeah, well, I... As far as I know, it's only us and another club that I know of, too, is opening because I saw a post from a bass player friend of mine, which is down the block from us, about a block away towards Canal Street. Um, So it it would not surprise me if there were other clubs open because they're uh, uh, they're owned by the same people that own Crazy Corner. They own, you know, five or six of the top clubs on Bourbon Street that would have bands. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they're going all in. Um, <clears throat> but, okay, here's the rest of this, alcoholic beverages. Uh, alcohol sales at restaurants must be accompanied by food, food sales. Now, this isn't a restaurant, so onward. Restaurant and event venues can serve alcoholic beverages for on-premises consumption between 8 a.m. and 11 p.m. Okay, that doesn't involve us. Next one. Restaurants, bars, and event venues can serve to-go alcohol between 8 a.m. and 11 p.m. So bars, they can serve to-go alcohol. And that's it. It doesn't allow for people buying alcohol and drinking inside. But what if it's a permitted special event? Uh, It doesn't say stipulate anything as far as alcohol sales for special event permit. Um, but, but maybe if I dug deeper into that, uh, well, nonetheless, like you said, it's, it's going to be interesting and you're going to see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, people aren't going to stay six feet apart unless, and it's limited to 50 people inside and that room can hold, I don't know, that pack, that room packed is 400 
people, maybe three fifty. Right, but remember, it won't it won't be packed though. No, I but it's Halloween weekend, dude. I mean, there's yeah. gonna be a lot of people here, and if we're one of the only bands playing on Bourbon Street, dude. Oh yeah, they're gonna be flooding in. And how are they going to police that? Is is what? Because it's it's so difficult. Because our job has always been to play as good as we can to keep the show moving and to pack the club. So if our job is not to do that, then, I mean, we'll just approach it the same way anyway, I guess, just play the songs and have fun. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Halloween is huge here. And especially now, man, if with with people thinking that that there's a, a lax on the whole COVID thing and they can just, I think people, you know, I've seen it, the, the COVID fatigue syndrome <laughs> that people have. Yeah. Um, they're just, you know, because, like, they don't, they never got sick. They don't know anybody that got sick. They don't know anybody that died. And they're just like, all right, man, screw this. I just want to go out and do stuff with people like I used to. And so it, it's going to be very interesting. So the word was that they were going to uh, move to phase 3.3 by Halloween, which would be Saturday. And then yesterday, as we it was announced that uh, that we were getting these weekend gigs, the mayor announced that they're not going to go to phase 3.3 this weekend. They're going to put it off because they're concerned about Halloween and the crowds. So 3.3 would give allow indoor bar capacity because right now there's no... If you go under bars, wait, I got to read the bars. Thing again. Well, are they allowing indoor bars, but at like 25%? Cause I know that's what it is in Jersey. Like you can have up to 25% of your occupancy indoors, but that precludes having bands because there's not enough people to support. Like you said, having a band, you know? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm getting the impression from 3.2 that you're not allowed to have people in bars. Hmm. Um, well, it would make sense if none of the bars on Bourbon Street are open. If they're all still closed, then obviously, you know, one would assume that that's really the case. Right. Um, and it has to be closed by 11, so that's why we're doing 6 to 10. Um, uh, so, all right. Hey, well, I guess you're going to find out. You're going to, you know, report back next week what right. kind of uh, okay. Let me read this. Yeah, spectacle you've witnessed. Okay, I'll read more into this. Bars without a state AR conditional permit, which I don't know what that means. AR conditional uh, shall be allowed to open for outdoor seating to 25 percent or 50 individuals, whichever is fewer. Outdoor. Um, all right, state guidelines include but are not limited to the following ins- restrictions. Customers must be seated for table service and stay seated. Tables must be arranged to keep parties at least six feet apart. <laughs> so we're going to be playing live to, uh, they're going to have to get more tables somehow because they didn't have a lot of tables in that room and s- just set up tables and measure them out just like every other business has done. Um, uh, yeah, service of alcohol only till 11. Face coverings are required at all times for employees and customers in, except when actively eating or drinking. I mean, that's the thing. It's like being at a bar and you're drinking. If you take your mask off to drink, you're just going to leave it off. You're just going to, even if it's on your chin. Um, so a class AR permit is for restaurants. Okay. Well, this just says bars without a state AR conditional permit. Right. So that would be a bar without a restaurant. Okay. Oh, oh I see. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So bar, I think bars without a state condition uh, uh, also must follow the additional restrictions required by the city. Uh, bars are required to prohibit customers from loitering outside. Okay. Service sales uh, to eleven. Customer carry out orders. Outdoor live entertainment is only allowed with a special event permit. So indoor live entertainment isn't isn't allowed. <laughs> you know, right. That's yeah, what we're Louisiana state permits, class AR restaurant permit. Permit will only be issued to a restaurant establishment whose purpose and primary function is to take orders for food and serve food and food items. Okay. Which may include serving of alcoholic beverages in conjunction with meals. But in order to get the permit, 
You must operate a place of business whose average monthly revenue from the sale of food and beverages exceeds 50% of its total monthly revenue, serves food on all days, maintains separate sales figures for alcoholic beverages versus food, and operates a fully equipped kitchen used for the preparation of the foods, and also has a public habitable floor area of no less than 500 square feet. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, yeah, so those are five pretty, you know, specific. Yeah. Uh, and also says here, as of October 16th, bars may only reopen if it's located in a parish that have opted into and have been approved to move forward with phase three. And New Orleans Parish has not. That's the thing is New Orleans is staying behind the rest of the state. The, the mayor of New Orleans has been staying one step behind what the rest of the state has allowed. And so she and, and a lot of people are, are very angry with her for this. Um, and I kind of understand why. Um, not that I am. I just understand. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so we're breaking the rules, man. We're, we're going in there because she announced it yesterday. We're not going into 3.3 this weekend. So we're not allowed. To, I mean, you know, it just says right there, no no singing and no wind-blown instruments. Right. right. So, uh, yeah, we have to sing. There's, there's no getting around that. I mean, we don't have a wind-blown instrument in our band, so that's, there's that. But singing, we're going to be singing. And I I mean, they, they'll, they'll really have to do some work in that club to get to – create some other more social distance from the stage they'll have to put up stanchions um, that's that's the right thing to do oh yeah for sure um they might absolutely have to let me see if this special event permit gives me any information because I, I i mean if they're gonna really open a bunch of clubs they really have had to have done this because because there's no way they're Listen, not going to get you it would, shut down you, yeah you would think that you know these guys are not first time bar owners, right? They're 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 educated businessmen, sure. right? Business people. Yeah. So they're not gonna open all their clubs uh and roll the dice and just say, ah, we'll just you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We get a fine, we get a fine. Like I don't think it's just get a fine. I think they will come and shut you down. Yeah. There are also a lot of seedy people that are working in that industry. They're like mafia type of seedy things. So who knows what the hell Yeah, I mean you, you never know. You don't know who's talking to who and you know. All right. Let's see, required documents, it's telling me. All right, it doesn't tell me what it allows, really, here. It just says what it's for, a special event permit. So, uh, you know, I, I joked in the in our text thread, I said, uh, make sure Pablo, who's who's the boss, make sure Pablo's going to uh, cover our bail money. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, not that I think cops would come in and arrest the band, but I think they, I mean, they would certainly tell us to stop playing. If they're going to arrest anybody, they're going to arrest the manager. Uh, yeah, or they're going to lock the place up and just say you're closed. Right. You know, it's not that there's any risk of you going to jail, but at the same token, like you said, it just goes to show that, you know, it'll be interesting to see in the coming weeks just where the numbers are for Louisiana, you know, after this weekend. Yes. Right? Because, I mean... depending on what the uptick is now, right? And then there's plenty, of, like, even up here when they do the contact tracing of the, the latest break, you know, outbreak, they track it back to, you know, a house party with 250 people. Right. Um, probably not wearing masks, you know. There was a restaurant in Montclair uh, in New Jersey where the guy just repeatedly said, I'm not listening. I'm opening and I'm having as many people as I can possibly fit in here. And uh, F you. Yeah. And I just saw on the news that the sheriffs came and put changed all the locks on his building and locked him out. Oh, man. Court order, and now you go to court. So he's shut down. He can't go back in. He will go to jail. And he actually can't get in because, his, you know, all the locks have been changed. And there's, you know, from the uh, Essex County Sheriff's Department, right. you know, they come in and say, that's it. You're shut down. And uh, we're not going to, not going to, you know, have this conversation again. So it's over. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I could see that happening too, man. Because like, it's just everything's not necessarily on the up and up. And but and, remember, it wasn't a, it wasn't the first time though. 
The guy's gotten, you know, thousands of dollars in fines repeatedly, you know, to stop doing this. Yeah. I mean, these guys that own these clubs are rolling in money, man. They're very rich. So they might be willing to just take the fine to have, you know, one of the best, you know. Even an hour of of Halloween party. Yeah, because Halloween falling on a Saturday is, you know, Saturday is the biggest day of the week here. It's the, it's the always the busiest night in in the quarter but halloween on a saturday <laughs> well can you remember seven eight years ago when you did play on halloween it would have been on a saturday yeah um i mean every halloween it's just jammed it's the street is jam-packed right um, and the clubs are jam-packed and it's a blast i love it i love because so i'm kind of I'm just very interested in this whole thing I, I i'm i'm really psyched that i get to play you know like i'm I, I really enjoyed myself the other day playing with this band, and you know, Steve, you could dress up like a surgeon and just have a mask as part of your costume. That's true. That's that's a good point. And then you're, you know, you're compliant all the way around. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a good idea. I'm gonna go to uh, the Halloween store <laughs> tomorrow. Or you could a be a cowboy and have a bandana around your face. True, true. I could be a bandit. A bandit. Yes, you could be a bandito. I don't know where to get a bandana. Where do you buy a bandana? At Walmart? Good, good question. Yeah, I'm sure Walmart has them. I've looked at Walmart and I haven't found them. Maybe Target. Um, Target, but, yes. But that's a good idea. Yeah, a, a a costume that would normally have that kind of mask. Because I can't do like a rubber mask type of thing and, and still. No, I mean, we've done it. You remember, you and I played the Halloween gig a couple of years and I had that crazy pullover mask and it was like overheating the whole time. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's way too Brutal. hot. I had I did it with the Michael Myers mask and it's just yeah it's too hot yeah um so something but I mean I'm just really interested in how this is all going to go down like is this really going to be on the up and up or are we going to uh are we going to get paid cash or is it going to go on the books like and we get paid once a week like normal right. I'd really rather get cash and have it be off the books um uh. You know, are there going to be lots of people there? Uh, how many of the clubs are going to be open? I have so many questions, and and I'm so I'm I'm really excited about. It. And plus, it's a full moon on Saturday too. Full moon Saturday, Halloween. So tune in next week for episode yeah. one thirteen to find out. <laughs> and it's during Mer- Mercury the, retrograde too. Yes, the answers to all these very important and interesting questions. And next week we'll we'll. May possibly know at this time we will possibly know who the next president is. That's right. Potentially we may, but probably not. Ah, you never know. You, you never know in this crazy and then this crazy twenty twenty. You never know. Um. So crazy twenty twenty. Yeah. So that's uh, that's it. And that took up most of the hour. Me telling you all that stuff, um, about this stuff going on. But it is really it's exciting, you know. Um. Yeah, and it's real stuff, man. Like, you know, this is, uh, you know, it's pertinent. This is what musicians are facing right now, right? There's, you know, you can only play outdoors. There's all kinds of stipulations, like you said. And, you know, people are definitely, you know, getting tired of it, for sure. You know, they've had enough. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, up here, going into the winter now, you've, matter of fact, Halloween weekend, this weekend is the last weekend for outdoor bands up here. Right. Uh, and even with that, like up here, Friday is supposed to snow. Really? Yeah, it's going to rain all day. And then Thursday, the hurricanes, then... the hurricanes, or it won't be a hurricane by the time it gets there, but it's it's track, yeah. it's going to track towards you guys. Yeah, and that'll bring more inclement weather. So I don't know what Saturday's looking like right just yet, but I know Friday is supposed to be uh, up to an inch of snow. Awesome. It's nice. I like getting the early snow in, in Jersey. Yeah, but if I recall, I think Saturday's sunny. But it's going to be like in the 40s, you know. It's not going to be right springtime by any means. Oh, I miss that. I, I really and like you know and don't and like and, and you know, like tomorrow it's going to be 62 up here. Right. Yeah, we've been in uh, the low 80s still. Yeah, like, but I got rain tomorrow, rain Thursday, snow Friday. Mm. Well, you're not going to have trick or treaters out either, though, right? So. Uh, maybe some, you know, it depends, you know, also where I live is not, I mean, well, we got a lot of kids on the block now, so I shouldn't say that. So we'll see. I'll, I'll let you know. What do you mean? What you, kind of you, you, you populations? Don't, you don't go trick-or-treating? 
It's just the kids. You don't do it by yourself. <laughs> now Karen used to go when the kids were little. She would she'd actually get dressed up in full costume, you know, and like really good costumes, like do her own makeup and stuff. Sure. And one year she was like a the, like the it clown, like real scary clown with the fangs and stuff. Yeah. All painted on her face, and she said they were trick or treating with a bunch of kids and. Lady opens the door and kids are like trick or treat. This little girl turns around and sees her standing there with the you know scary clown and ran inside the lady's house. Oh, complete stranger. Just you know trick or treat with the bag open. Just drop the bag and bolt them. Oh wow. Yeah, very frightening. I said show you some pictures. Like really good makeup. I mean, if you saw her, you you wouldn't even know who it was. It right. was really freaky. Right. That's cool. Yeah, that it was really cool. So, but then once the kids grew up, they didn't trick or treat anymore. You know, I mean, I used to take the kids trick or treating too all the time. Sure. And my buddy used to have. We used to sit on his front lawn, and he would have – he lived in the development, so he'd have, like, literally 200 trick-or-treaters, you know? And right. what we would do is he had this big Frankenstein outfit with a mask, and I would dress up in the outfit and then sit on the chair with the big bowl of candy. Right. And kids would go up, hey, trick-or-treat, blah, 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 and they walk up, and as they're putting their hand in the thing, I would sit up, you know? And, dude, you got to see the reaction some people, man. Mm. They just – they drop their stuff, and they run. People scream, freak out, book away, you know. It's, it's, yeah. And you don't do it to every person, you know what I mean? Like if there's like sure. 20 people coming up, you just hang out there and don't move. Right. And you wait till you're like five or six people in, you know. Right. That's Good fun. I, yeah. That's yeah. Great. I love Halloween. It's, I love it. I love it. love it. And I love playing on Halloween and now I'm going to. And I mean, it's not this year. It's crazy. It's not just playing on Halloween. It's playing on Halloween during a pandemic when the numbers are going as high as they've been or higher. And the, the, the city uh, or the club is is railing against the, the laws, the current laws of the city right. and railing against right. the mayor. And people are pissed at the mayor. And I mean, it's like the showdown Full moon, Halloween. Here we go. What's what's gonna happen? I mean, you're gonna find out, brother. You're gonna find it's, out. It's gonna be interesting, man. I mean, it's even if it's like normal. Even if it's like we go in and they have people, you know, just coming in and hanging out, and like like it would be normally if there's no. That's still interesting to me because it's like what, like this can happen and nobody's gonna say anything. I, I almost feel inclined to call or, or contact one of the big news organizations and say, hey, psst, over here, guess what's happening this weekend? Because I would, I, I would love to <laughs> be get canceled. <laughs> no, no, I, I think it would go because I would because I would love to be able to get it out there that it's like, look, man, we had this we have collect unemployment, but it's 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 pennies, really. And without the stimulus, which ended in July, now it's been three months, we're running out of money, man. And it's like, either let us work or, or pass this, this stimulus. It's just been sitting there for months. You know, like, we have a right to have to, to, to be able to go out and make some money because we have bills to pay. We got children to feed. We got, you know, we, we got rent and mortgages and, and, and we're going to lose things that we've worked for, for for so many years if we don't work. And... You know, we have—I—I I, I don't know—that I would just side with 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 the musicians in this case because it's what choice do we have? What are we going to do? No, and that's what you know—that's the, the 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 fact that you know that a lot of people face. It's like they look at it and they say, you know, like in the beginning when guys say, "I'm open," I have to open my gym. I'm going to put the equipment in the parking lot. Like you don't understand. Like I'm going to lose everything I've worked my whole life for. Right. You know. I, we, I, we, they need income. They need revenue, you know? Right. And like, you know, there was one on the news the other day, Tuxedo Place. Been around for like 38 years the guy's been in business. He said he still has dry cleaning stuff on his rack from February and March of people that just never came back to get their stuff because of COVID. Oh, boy. Yeah. And obviously no proms, you know? Nothing where he could, sit, you know, rent tuxes or anything like that. And now for the fall, there's no, there's nothing. So the guy was saying the same thing. He's like, if this, something doesn't change soon, unfortunately, after 38 years, you know, he's like, I've exhausted all the loans. I've exhausted everything, you know? Right, right. And that's and, everybody in the same boat. Max your yeah. credit cards and what, everything and or dip into your savings. And, yeah, I mean, somebody's got to, to, to take a stand here because it's, it's enough already. You know, like it, the government just – you, you can't just let people 
suffer like this. Do do pass the damn stimulus. Because I'm fine with that. I'm fine with still not working and getting that's the extra stimulus and, and, and unemployment. I get it. I, I believe that the virus is real. I understand that pe- many people have died. Um, and and I believe that if we don't take it seriously, that it's going to get far worse and pe- more people are going to get it. And then the hospitals are going to get overrun. And then it's going to have a ripple effect with everything. Because then, you know, if you, you have an injury that's not COVID related or something that's not COVID related, right. you've got to go to the emergency room or you've right. got to go to the hospital. You've got to go to the hospital with all the COVID. Yeah, there's all the COVID there, and the hospital is just going to be overrun with dealing with COVID patients, and they're not going to be able to put pay as much attention to you, or you're going to have to wait longer, or, or it's just going to have a ripple effect on on the whole thing. So, I, so I get it, like I, I agree with that, uh, but I'm also on the side of you know the people that that want to work. So, uh, you know, I I don't know. I, I would love that message to really get out there and say, hey, look. This is what we have to do. We have to put ourselves in harm's way and other people in harm's way in order for us to keep going. We have no choice. You have left us with no choice. You know, and we're lucky that we got this offer. We're lucky that this management, uh, this company is, is is taking a stand and saying, no, we're not going to listen to you. We're going to do what we need to do. Sure, um, because, you know, even if they are wealthy, they're still not making any money. Right. <laughs> you for know what seven I mean? months so they, now. Yeah. Right. Which and, and it's a long time, dude. You know, it's, it's you know, seven eight months is, is is almost you know, three quarters of a year, right? So you're, it's almost like a year of no income. Yeah, and especially this year is is a, a big revenue time for for New Orleans for sure because of sports and and the weather and the the, the history of New Orleans and uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a big time here. Christmas coming and you know, it's all it's it's a very busy time and then you know, turn over to the next year and it's Mardi Gras and everything like this is, this is the boom time for new Orleans summer. You know, it, it wasn't, it's not generally as busy. So summer people could have been like, okay, you know, we can get through summer. With right. That. But now, you know, it's now it's, now you said that this is going into the season now is when you're busiest. Right. But I also wouldn't be surprised that I, cause we got this word, uh, yesterday afternoon about that. The, this is happening this weekend. Uh, but then they also announced that they're not going to be moving to 3.3 this weekend, sometime yesterday, too. So perhaps uh, other decisions are being made. It's only Tuesday right now. So who knows? I mean, by, by yeah, first, right. You may in the next couple of days, they may say, hey, sorry, we, they didn't move forward. So we're, we're not we're canceling. The game. Right. Right. So all this may be for naught. But but it's interesting to to consider all of it anyway. And uh and I'll certainly be talking with those guys tomorrow, those band leader guys, about this, and 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 I'm interested to hear their take. So I'll, I'll report back on that next week. Uh, cool. But, but uh, yeah, everybody else out there, be safe. Whatever it is you decide or believe, just be safe, and uh, you know, do the right thing, whatever that is for you. Um, but that wraps it up. Have a happy Halloween, everybody. Coverbandcentral.com. Go there, sign up for a uh, profile for you, your band, or both. It's a free. It's all free. There's new content going up all the time. There's groups you can join that are, are specific to your instrument or your niche. Um, if you're selling some gear, if you're looking for gear, there's classified section there. And uh, if you're looking for a band member or looking for a band, you can put up an ad there to um, go check it out, www.coverbandcentral.com. It's where all the cool kids are hanging out. We'll see you next week. Make sure you vote. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.